hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of the wildcat offense basketball edition hosted by yours truly wes ibarra of offsea sport i want to thank each and every one of you for joining me today i also want to thank each and every one of you for the likes the ratings the reviews it means so much to me and it means so much to the podcast as a whole keeps me motivated to keep making content like this for you all um it also just you know, makes this all the worthwhile. It's crazy to think that we've hit um, 65 episodes for the Wildcat offense already. And that's including basketball and football. And, you know, it, it's crazy to think that this was something that we started up back in August, right? And, you know, the mindset was, let's cover my alma mater here, share it with you all, right? Football, had a nothing to lose, everything to gain season while basketball was trying to build up on it. And then here we are today and both programs are thriving and surviving. Uh, but, you know, again, thank you so much. It really just means a lot to me. And again, happy Saturday and happy game day. I hope you all enjoyed last night's episode, which recapped the big win over Maryland and today's game is really really huge too because you know we're at home it's the next to last home game of the year the cats get a really good team in Iowa and there's a lot going on uh, as a matter of fact there will be a jersey retirement at today's game uh, so of course cats do play the Iowa Hawkeyes as aforementioned um, at 4 30 p.m central time that's big 10 network on the tv and for those that like to listen on the radio espn 1000 on the um, local broadcast and for those listening on the satellite sirius xm 161 slash 195 um, i did mention a Jersey retirement, Billy McKinney, who is uh, the uh, radio guy for the Cats with uh, Dave Ennett, he'll have his number 30 jersey retired at halftime, which will be the first student athlete in university history to have their jersey retired. So congratulations to Billy McKinney on his jersey retirement. And it'll be really nice to have not only a number just hanging up on the rafters, but the cherry on top would be to get a big win against a really, really good um, Iowa team. Uh, they are a winning team, right? They have a, uh, I believe it's 17 and 12. Yeah, 17 and 12, 9 and 9 in the Big Ten. And they are an offensive juggernaut. I mean, those guys just score upon score upon score. And you would think that, man, if they're just going to keep scoring like that, they should have a much better record. But, you know, college basketball can get a little funky. As a matter of fact, it's a really good setup because you have a really good offense going against a really, really good defense. So I could see a really, really tough matchup, kind of like a heavyweight um, chess match style um, tonight, style matchup tonight. You know, it's kind of like, you watch MMA or boxing, right? One fighter just really is relentless on the attack while one other fighter just knows how to defend, bob, weave, and move around like no tomorrow. But anyway, uh, both teams are in good form uh, going into tonight's game. So if the Iowa Hawkeyes are 17 and 12, the Cats are 20 and 8. Um, 
Iowa is winners of three of their last five. Their most recent win coming at home against Penn State a couple days ago, 90 to 81. Cats are winners of four of their last five and riding a three-game winning streak. Their last win being the 68-61 triumph over Maryland in College Park. So both teams really are on form. And of course, just by looking at their team breakdowns, Iowa has more points, more points per game, has a better field goal percentage, better free throw percentage, catch shoot a slightly better from three. Uh, Iowa rebounds better, uh, pretty similar in assists, but Iowa gets the edge there. Um, Northwestern takes care of the ball better uh, by a slight margin, uh, 8.3 to 9.5. Both teams have a similar assist-to-turnover ratio, and both teams are pretty paritable when it comes to block shots. Uh, 3.9 for Iowa, 3.3 for the Cats. Um, leading contributors for both teams. Uh, Peyton Sanford leads the way scoring with 15.7 points per game. He's shooting 44.7% from the field, 36.5 from three, 91.3% from the line. He's also the team's leading rebounder, 6.6 .6 rebounds. Um, Owen Freeman is the team's leading defender with 1.8 blocks per game. And Tony Perkins is their leading assist man with 4.2 assists. And of course, for our cats, it's an NBA Jam style. Uh, Stat filler, Boo Boo and Brooks Barnheiser are leading the way categorically for the Cats. Bowie leading the way scoring 18.6 points a game, 42.9% from the field, 41% from three, 84.7% from the line. Barnheiser averages 7.2 rebounds a game. Bowie dishes out 5.2 assists a game. And Barnheiser averages 1.8 steals. As far as the rest of the team goes, uh, besides Sanford Perkins, there's uh, Ben Cricky, or Crick, I'm not sure how that's uh, pronounced, but 14.0 points per game on 4.9 rebounds and 1.4 assists. Then, of course, there's the uh, aforementioned Owen Freeman, 10.8 points, 6.5 rebounds. And, of course, there's the coach's son, uh, Patrick McCaffrey, with uh, 8.9 points this year. Uh, so slight dip, if I'm not mistaken, on his uh, on his stats. Yeah, slight dip. But the thing about him is that he earned his 1,000th career point the other day. So it's not like he is an unproductive player. Uh, but you know, um, it'd be it'd be more scarier if this guy was averaging double figures like four other teammates. But um. Besides McCaffrey, there's one other guy just averaging slightly under 10 points a game, and that's Josh Dix. <clears throat> Excuse me. Looking at Northwestern, so Barnheiser averages 14.3 points a game to go along with his 7.2 rebounds. Langborg, I'm not sure, will be playing today. He was out last game, thus uh, elevating Blake Smith to the starting position. Uh, Ty Berry's also out for the year. 
but before injury, Langborg was averaging 12.5 points a game on three rebounds and 2.6 assists, while Ty Berry was averaging 11.6 points on 3.9 rebounds and 1.4 assists. Martinelli seeing a spike in his minutes, 8.5 points a game over 23.7 minutes per game uh, with 4.1 rebounds. He did have a really good game scoring 27 points last time out. So this would be another good game to kind of leapfrog. I'm not saying he's going to go out and score 40 points, right? But this is another game to kind of like leapfrog and keep being consistent, getting into double figures range and being a contributor. So now being that third scoring option or second scoring option, even assuming Langborg is out tonight. Um, and then there's no other guys scoring significantly higher so four guys in double figures two of them are out everyone's scoring under eight and a half points a game such as matthew nicholson with five and a half and 4.4 luke hunger 3.8 and uh 1.5 rebounds but there will be a lot of bench contributions um and that's just because, again, the Cats are down two of their top three offensive threats, which sounds very, very concerning because, you know, those guys, even though we see a lot of their exploits on offense, they're two-way players, right? And this defense does get weaker despite Northwestern having a really good defensive year. Uh, you know, it, this defense does get weaker especially for a game like tonight where there is a team that will just score at will, right? And that's also just um, Fran McCaffrey basketball, right? Guys that can guys that can score at all levels, guys that can rebound, and guys that can just keep possessions in their favor, right? Like I just said, their assist-to-turnover ratio is very, very on par with the Cats. So both teams really know how to take care of the basketball and maximize their time uh, with it. Um, that being said, you know, I do think that the first key of the game is to defend home court. You know, virtually the Cats are undefeated at home. I don't know how many more times I'm going to say that for the next week and a half, right? Because after today, there's only two more games left in the regular season. One of those games is at home. Every game after that is gonna be neutral, right? Because the conference tournament is out there. And then of course, the NCAA tournament is obviously all in neutral spots across the country. Um, it would be nice for the Cats to go undefeated the rest of the way. So to win here and then win on um, next Saturday, against Minnesota for senior night. Uh, so with that being said, there will be the biggest challenges at home. I think the Cats really, really now have serious challenges at home today and next Saturday because, again, you're facing a team tonight that will score, and I wouldn't be surprised if the output was quite high tonight. Um, and then of course you got a team like Minnesota for next week or yeah, next week that beat the cats actually on their home court. So of course you'd want the cats to get that one game back and, uh, even the score. And then for this Iowa matchup tonight, it is a one and done. So you want to take advantage of those one and done matchups and then get the bragging rights for a whole 365 days or what have you. And I know Iowa does have a really big following, so they are going to try and, uh, 
you know, pack the house, but so are the cats faithful, right? I see every game now, you know, it seems like there's more purple in the stands now, which is very, very refreshing to see because I've seen moments where, dude, the only purple that was there was the actual seat, not the person sitting in it. Uh, so to see that and to have a ruckus environment now because Welsh Ryan is one of the smaller arenas in the Big Ten and maybe in all of college basketball, but because it's so small, because it's so close to the court, right, that can really be a nerve-wracking environment for any given team, right? It already shook up Purdue. It already shook up Illinois, right? It even shook up Dayton, who is a top 25 team as we're talking, right? So, you know, the Northwestern faithful needs to be that sixth man or even seventh man tonight um, for the Cats. The second key to the game is have better defense and turn that into offense, right? So again, just really basing it off of the fact that Iowa just has a much better offense on paper than the Cats, but the Cats have one of the better defenses in all of college basketball. They need to have that happen. And I understand what I, what I just said. It might contradict a little bit because two of your best defenders are out, right? And, <clears throat> excuse me, you will have guys that need to step up, guys that don't have minutes per se. But because this team is structured so well, I could see the Cats just trying to match up as well as they can and try and actually force uh try and force the um the cats or i'm sorry the iowa hawkeyes excuse me to do all kinds of crazy things perhaps outside of um outside of their comfort zone and try to get them to play up to northwestern's level and because northwestern is so good at creating turnovers then you can use that again to get into transition right get those buckets and have iowa play backwards a little bit so that's the second thing you know the, the defense really really needs to show up i know it's shorthanded but the best winning formula in any sport doesn't matter if it's basketball baseball football what have you next man up and so far even with the limited experience running with this team um the guys that are stepping up have played enough college basketball and enough understanding of the northwestern way to understand what it means to do more do more and be more for the program and of course the last one is i think you know it by now 40 minutes of intensity so of course you want to have these games decided in 40 you don't ever want to have them decided in 45 or 50, especially with the depth that the Cats have right now. Uh, so you you kind of want to be able to get it done, get it squared away. If anything, it'd be nice if this game could be a lot like the last game where the Cats did build enough momentum in the first half to where whatever attack Iowa had... <clears throat> It wouldn't have been enough, and the Cats can come away with a win in tonight's uh, matchup. But that doesn't happen guarding relentlessly, without guarding relentlessly for 40 minutes, without 
making those shots without finding the open man and trying to minimize your mistakes for 40 minutes. So that's really what I'm going to go with here. The odds makers do actually favor the Cats tonight. Two and a half point favorite. And I actually do think that tonight will be a close game. And I think both teams will actually push each other to score quite a lot. So with that being said, um, and like I said um, before, with this uh, Iowa team scoring at will, and you look at their last game, 90 to 81 against Penn State. When they lost to Illinois, it was 95 to 85. I could see, I could see this really being a offensive shootout, especially if Boo Booey can just do his Boo Booey things. Uh, and this might be a really bad position to put the Cats in. I hate to admit it, but I think it will be a high scoring game, uh, despite the defensive um, prowess that the Cats have. Uh, but I think it will be, um, Wildcats 90, Iowa 85. Yes, Wildcats 90 and, um, Iowa Hawkeyes 85. I really do think that it's going to be like that. And, um, yeah, you know, despite amount of points scored the differential right the teams are shooting at very similar percentages but i think the cats will make just enough defensive stops and force iowa into just enough mistakes to where they can come away ahead and victorious let me know what you think do you think that this will be a shootout as well or will the cats actually just slow the game down and actually make this more like a 60s or even a 70s type game in the scoring department Anyway, we will sign off here. Don't want to take too long and, you know, don't want to keep you guys away from your amazing weekends. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend or continue to have an amazing weekend. Again, the game is on Big Ten Network, 4.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, Sirius XM uh, 161 and 195 satellite radio and ESPN 1000 for local. Um, if you will be at the game, enjoy. It will really be a thing of festivities right because good team on the other side jersey retirement and this team is just so fun to watch uh that being said uh we will recap this hopeful wildcat victory on monday and until then enjoy the game enjoy your weekend uh share the podcast with friends family colleagues anyone who is down to join a sports talk conversation i can be found on most podcast platforms like apple spotify and amazon music offsea sport is spelled o-f-f-c-i-e-s-p-o-r-t there you could find the other wildcat offense episodes as well as greatness spelled g-r number eight NSS, where I gave short-form audio on athletes who are dominating their sports today. Baseball time is here again, and I do have episodes on Mike Trout and his former teammate, the recently married $700 million man, Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And for those who like auto racing, happy Formula One Day. Uh, if you were able to watch the race this morning, um, I hope you enjoyed. I do have an episode on Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, guys that are at interesting points in their careers and if today's race was any indication that still is the case 
All right, I will see you on Monday and go cats. Bye.